The reading is from St. Paul's letter to the Galatians. Let us be attentive. Brethren, the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against these things there is no law. And those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. If we live by the Spirit, let us also walk by the Spirit. Let us have no self-conceit, no provoking of each other, no envy of one another. Brethren, if someone is overtaken in any trespass, you who are spiritual should restore him in a spirit of gentleness. Look to yourself, unless you also be tempted. Bear one another's burdens and so fulfill the law of Christ. Peace be with you, the reader. Let us hear the Holy Gospel. Peace be with you all. And with your spirit. The reading is from the Holy Gospel according to St. Matthew. Let us be attentive. Glory to you, O Lord. Glory to you. At that time, as Jesus entered Capernaum, a centurion came forward to him, beseeching him and saying, Lord, my servant is lying paralyzed at home in terrible distress. And he said to him, I will come and heal him. But the centurion answered him, Lord, I am not worthy to have you come under my roof but only say the word and my servant will be healed. For I am a man under authority with soldiers under me, and I say to one, go, and he goes, and to another, come, and he comes, and to my slave, do this, and he does it. When Jesus heard him, he marveled and said to those who followed him, truly I say to you, not even in Israel have I found such faith. I tell you, many will come from east and west and sit at table with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob in the kingdom of heaven, while the sons of the kingdom will be thrown into outer darkness. There men will weep and gnash their teeth. And to the centurion, Jesus said, Go, be it done for you, as you have believed. And the servant was healed at that very moment. Peace 
be with you, proclaim the gospel. Glory to you, O Lord, glory to you. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. In his work that he entitled On Talkativeness, the ancient Greek philosopher Plutarch opens his essay with these words. It is a troublesome and difficult task that philosophy has in hand when it undertakes to cure talkativeness. For the remedy, which is words of reason, requires listeners, but the talkative listen to nobody, for they are always talking. And this is the first symptom of their ailment. Looseness of the tongue becomes impotence of the ears. Well, words, brothers and sisters, words are what we will be talking about and discussing this morning. We know that at the very beginning, of Holy Scripture, God spoke. And he said, let there be light, and it happened. There was light. In the Holy Prophets, we know that God's word came very often, and to Jeremiah the prophet, it says, like fire and like a hammer which breaks the rock in pieces. Jeremiah 23. In St. Paul's letter to the Hebrews, we read that the word of God is living and active, sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing to the division of soul and spirit. Now the fullness, of course, of God's word is Christ himself, the eternal and what the fathers call hypostatic or personal word or logos of God who was with God from the beginning and through whom all things were made. Jesus Christ was not only the bearer and the messenger of God's mighty word, as were prophets and apostles, but the very word of God incarnate, come in the flesh, having the power to command the waves, cast out demons, raise the dead, heal the sick with but an utterance of his word. Now this morning we just heard in the gospel reading the power of that word. A centurion, a leader of many, comes to Christ because he knows of his, his fame, his following, and his power to heal. And he has a sick servant who's ready to die. And he comes to Christ beseeching him, please, Please heal my servant. He even says, and Christ says, I will come to your home. And such faith has this centurion that he says what? Lord, only say the word and my servant will be healed. This centurion himself, the commander of 100 soldiers, 
understands Christ's authority and knows the power of his word because what Jesus says happens. What he says is true and what Christ says will in fact come to pass. The centurion has great faith in Jesus' word and by this faith his servant is healed physically while the centurion himself is healed spiritually and comes to know the living God. God's word is, of course, absolutely powerful, as we have just heard. And because of this, because we who are created in the image and likeness of this God, and specifically of the word of God, our words too, brothers and sisters, are very powerful for better or for worse. Handle them carefully for words have more power than atom bombs, one writer has written. The tongue doesn't have bones, but it breaks bones. My mother taught me long ago, quoting a Greek proverb. We will be accountable for every word that proceeds from our mouth, according to the gospel. Yes, every word spoken, written, emailed, tweeted, posted, even thought. We are responsible for every word, both physical and mental. St. Paul instructs us how to use our mouths, how to speak in Ephesians chapter 4. He says, Let no evil and impure speech come out of your mouths, but only such words as are good and edifying, that they may impart grace upon those who are listening. St. James, in his very famous chapter, the third chapter of his epistle, addresses in great detail the matter of the tongue. Let me read it for you. If anyone makes no mistakes in what he says, he is a perfect man, able to control the whole body also. If we put bits into the mouths of horses that they may obey us, we guide their whole bodies. Look at the ships also. Though they are so great and are driven by strong winds, they are guided by a very small rudder wherever the will of the pilot directs. So the tongue is a little member and boasts of great things. How great a forest is set ablaze by a small fire, and the tongue is a fire. The tongue is an unrighteous world among our members, staining the whole body, setting on the fire of the cycle of nature, and set on fire by hell. For every kind of beast and bird, of reptile and sea creature, can be tamed and has been tamed by humankind. But no human being can tame the tongue a restless evil full of deadly poison. With it, the apostle continues, we bless the Lord and Father, and with it we curse men who are made in the likeness of God. From the same mouth come blessings and cursings. My brethren, this ought not to be so, he tells us. Words can heal and words can hurt, and we are accountable for both. 
We also much wa must watch over the inner words, the loyizmi, or thoughts, as our Holy Fathers teach us. Are they speaking the name of Jesus in our heart, or are they speaking judgment against our neighbor? What is our heart saying and speaking in our depths? So, brothers and sisters, let us always set a guard about our lips and about our heart and pray that the Holy Spirit enlightens and guides both our inner and our outer speech. This way, our words and our thoughts will be, as St. Paul said this morning, full of love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. And in this way, we will fulfill the law of Christ, which is the law of love. And to him be the power and the glory forevermore. Amen. Please rise at this time.